Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, and we're in the book of Hosea. We're in the last two chapters of Hosea, so I'm going to actually do a lot of reading, because when God speaks, you want to listen, and it's hard to summarize when God speaks. Um, it just is, because there's just so and it's hard to summarize the Bible sometimes. If it's a story, it's easier to summarize. So we'll see how far we get, and... Um, yeah, here we go. But just a little backstory. Remember, Hosea, the prophet, married. God instructed him to marry a prostitute and to bring her into his home to provide for her, to show kindness and compassion and love. And you wonder, why would he do that? Instead of looking at it as just, just a story, God used that as an example for the Israelites. And so, as I said in the previous episode, podcast episode did God use the entire group of people, the Israelites, as an example for us, for me, for you, for current day people? I don't know. I've never heard that said before, but why not? If God can use Hosea to illustrate to the people, then why couldn't he use the people of Israel to illustrate to us? This is chapter 13. When Ephraim spoke, people trembled. He was exalted in Israel, but he became guilty of Baal worship and died. Now they sin more and more. They make idols for themselves from their silver, cleverly fashioned images, all of them, the work of craftsmen. It is said of these people, they are offer human sacrifices. They kiss calf idols. Therefore, they will be like the morning mist, like the early dew that disappears, like shaft swirling from a threshing floor, like smoke escaping through a window. But I have been the Lord your God ever since you came out of Egypt. You shall acknowledge no God but me, no Savior except me. I cared for you in the wilderness, in the land of burning heat. When I fed them, they were satisfied. When they were satisfied, they became proud. Then they forgot me. Oh, I want to say commentary, but we're just going to keep reading instead. So I will be like, be like a lion to them, like a leopard. I will lurk by the path, like a bear robbed of, of her cubs. I will attack them and rip them open. Like a lion, I will devour them. A wild animal will tear them apart. You are destroyed, Israel, because you are against me, against your helper. Where is your king that he may save you? Where are your rulers? in all of your towns of whom you said give me a king and princes so in my anger I gave you a king and in my wrath I took him away the guilt of Ephraim is stored up his sins are kept on record pains as of a woman in childbirth come to him but he is a child without wisdom and when the time arrives he doesn't have the sense to come out of the womb Ooh, so much. We're almost done with chapter 13, but let's go ahead and move and actually read. Oh my goodness, but why not? We're so close. Let's just read the whole thing. Verse 14. I will deliver his, this people from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Where, O oh death, are your plagues? Where, O oh grave, is your destruction? I will have no compassion, even though he thrives among his brothers. An east wind from the Lord will come, blowing in from the desert. His spring will fail and his well dry up. His storehouse will be plundered of all its treasures. The people of Samaria must bear their guilt because they have rebelled against their God. They will fall by the sword 
Their little ones will be dashed to the ground, their pregnant women ripped open. Yowza. Oh my goodness. I just need to let that process for a second. Okay, let's move on to chapter 14. Chapter 14. Return, Israel, to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and receive us graciously that we may offer the fruit of our lips. Assyria cannot save us. We will not mourn. I'm sorry. We will not mount war war horses. We will never again say our gods. That's a lower G. To what our own hands have made. For in your fatherless find compassion. In you the fatherless find compassion. That's a very important phrase right there. In you the fatherless. So all the people who don't have fathers or don't have good fathers fathers that are absent, fathers that hurt them, only in God can they find the compassion that they're looking for. Verse 4, I will heal their waywardness and love them freely. For my anger has turned away from them, I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily, like a cedar of Lebanon. He will send down his roots. His young shoots will grow. His splendor will be like an olive tree his fragrance like a cedar of Lebanon. People will dwell again in his shade. They will flourish like the grain. They will blossom like the vine. Israel's fame will be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim, what more have I to do with idols? I will answer him and care for him. I am like a flourishing juniper. Your fruitfulness comes from me. Who is wise? Let them realize these things. Who is discerning? Let them understand. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. Isn't that so good? We basically read chapters 13 and 14, but here's the deal. We read even these stories, even though you can, you could essentially read this every single year for the rest of your life and get something new every single time you read it. Why? Because you're growing in wisdom. And you are growing in discernment. You can only do that by reading the word of God. And letting go of some of your old ways, your old ways of thinking. And getting a new heart. Cleansing your mind and getting a new heart. And waking up your spirit. It's the only way to wisdom. You can have knowledge, but it doesn't mean wisdom. Wisdom something that grows over time. And it usually is through experience. And if it's not through experience, you can get it by reading the word of God through the experience of the Israelites. You're not just reading a story. It's way more than that. And that's how you gain wisdom and discernment. Isn't that so cool? Oftentimes you hear a story and you go, yeah, that's really great. It really relates to me. And Or I see my life in it. But then you move on. And you barely remember the story. And there really is no transformation. There's no change in heart. But when you read the Bible and you read a story, it actually is a seed planted in your spirit and there's actually transformation from the stories. 
Isn't that crazy? So you're not just reading Bible stories. It's actually transforming your spirit. So cool. Okay. Anyways, this, my friend, was chapters 13 and 14 of the book Hosea. Wasn't that so powerful and awesome? And even though we read it together, you should still go back and read it. I think you'll really enjoy it. All right. Have a great day. And I shall see you very soon.